Thank you to everybody listening all over North America on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, on the free Odyssey app, on Sirius XM Channel 158, and everyone listening on a smart speaker. Thank you to producer, my main man holding it down, Jack Stern. And again, thank you to you. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific is when I get started. We talked about Christian McCaffrey and his trade. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they talked about their newest acquisition. Emory Hunt, he was able to come through and join us to talk college football. He covers all things college football for CBS Sports HQ. We talked about Elijah Moore. Yeah, who? Elijah Moore. Wide receiver. New York Jets in his second season already asking to be moved because he didn't feel he was getting the proper touches. Sounds like a dude who's always or maybe just about that coin, just about his bread. And I'm not mad at him. Speaking of all about that bread, right before we went to break, we talked about Russell Westbrook. Lakers lose to the Clippers last night. Russell Westbrook only has two points on 0 for 11 shooting to go along with four assists and three rebounds. He did not want to go out there and do any type of work. He stunk. And then after the game, he was asked by a reporter, hey, what do you think about your own personal performance? And quite frankly, it wasn't good. This was Russell Westbrook's response. You personally, how would you assess your game tonight? Um, solid. Solid. Uh, played hard. That's all you can ask for. Solid. Solid. Yeah, we sucked. I sucked. I didn't even make a field goal, but yeah, it was solid. And so the point I made last hour was that Russell Westbrook is in just a, he's in an interesting spot as a professional. He's young enough to still go out there and play at a high level or a decent level. But then he's too old to demand the type of salary that he's getting right now, $50 million. And so if you look up and down and up and down the the current NBA roster, what's the ideal spot? It doesn't even feel like there is. It's like there's not a, a, a thing ideal. If you're a championship contender, what do you want him for? You're already contending. If you're a bad team, why would he want to go to a bad team and why would you want him? It's unfortunate. He is one of the best. I don't think he's appreciated the way that he should be for the things that he does not do. Like be an awesome shooter. Or at least enough of a decent shooter where LeBron James doesn't feel obligated to throw you under the bus. I'm going to get some more of your calls. I then also want to keep things rolling and talk about some of these disappointing teams in the NFL. Let's hit the phone lines, 855-212-4CBS. Tony's calling from Toronto. Go ahead. Hey, JR. Um, regards to Westbrook, I don't think the picture is as bad as, I guess, the media is making it sound. He's in the top three on the Lakers in points per game at about 18. Uh, assists, he led the team. Now, you can't expect him to be the leader of the team at this point and uh-huh. the way he's playing. What? But how about going to a team where what? you're not so much in the line, like the media's not all what over you. A team like Denver, where you got a solid Whoa. base of five starters. No, that's, that's oh, man. Ugh. But they need someone to lead, let's say, the, the second lineup. Or in case of, you know what, you want to rest a couple of your starters – 
you have a more than capable individual. Like I said, the numbers don't reflect what's being said about him. Because when you're getting about 18, 19 points a game, there's a lot of NBA players. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 think that's, I think that's looking at things through rose-colored glasses. When you have two points, you have taken 11 shots and you have none. Yes, that is an outlier type game. But there have been no, so many games. JR. May I finish? Yeah, and then please let me finish back. No. No, no thank you. Anyway, listen. The fact is, you can have a, a Russell Westbrook on your team. It's the, it's the consistency of it. It's what are you willing to do. This, unfortunately to me, feels like a an, an Allen Iverson situation where you know someone is capable of still going out there and just straight getting buckets. The NBA isn't just solely about, hey, can you get shots? Can you get buckets? As you get older, you're going to have to figure out how you can contribute. You have to figure out, oh, man, I can't start. I'm not going to last. They're younger guys who are going to be around longer than I do. How do I fit in? That's it. And a lot of teams, quite frankly, also don't want the distraction. If I'm the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray is coming off of an injury. Michael Porter Jr., man, every time he breathes, you hope he doesn't come down with a back. Obviously, you have Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Westbrook would be nice to do what, though? He ain't going to go out there and spread the floor. He's not, he not going to knock down a J. It's the consistency. He's starting to look like Allen Iverson on the way out the door. Greg is calling from Michigan. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, JR, Mr. Positive, you are spot on about Russell. Here's the thing. I got to ask you, my friend, how does LeBron stay in the moment and surpass what's happening and get past this? I love, real quick, Anthony Davis's resilience last night. He took a massive fall. You could tell he hit the floor hard. And normally, you know, he probably wouldn't finish the game, but he did. And uh, I was very pleased with that, my friend. But what about LeBron? I love him. What about him? What what, what am I supposed to say about him? He's going to pass Kareem if he's healthy. Uh, He's looking to win a championship. They're going to have to ship out. A Westbrook and somebody to do that, and it's not even a guarantee that they win a championship with whoever they bring in. It's it's tricky. Do they have a chance to make the playoffs? Please say yes. It's it's slim. I mean, look at the depth that they have on the team. Look at the depth and look at the lack of shooting. Yeah, the the the, they're not the Lakers aren't all that man. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they did not make the playoffs. My, this it's a massive question mark. The Lakers roster right now is not going to be the Lakers roster that goes on a a run to the playoffs just to get in. They're going to have to make some changes because uh, it's obvious. Like Westbrook is checked out. He's done. He's cooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck, okay. Greg. Okay. Thank you. I right, thank you for calling from Michigan, Paul from Rhode Island. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Awesome. Let's talk about one thing. Really? We get, well, let's get there. Go ahead. Russell Westbrook is a, is a bad man. He's a bad man. Really? 
Bailey. Does he make the money? Well, who said who said he was a well, well, Paul? Who said he was a bad man? No, come on, come on. You know everybody, the media, everybody's on top of the guy. Why? Why? N- n- no, guys, it's a five game, five five game guy. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what a five game guy means, but let me let me let me uh at least try to clarify some of my own statements. Russell Westbrook, we can all look at the numbers and and see what he's accomplished in the league. At the same time, we know who he is not. The man has never been an excellent shooter. There have been plenty of times throughout the course of his career where he has made some questionable decisions. Throughout the course of his career, he's also been very combative with the media. He's been very short with the media. He's been very curt. He's been very sarcastic. He has not done himself any favors. And he's well within his right to go ahead and do anything that he wants. It it hasn't got him to anything. It hasn't gotten him anything in return. I don't think anybody looks at him as a quote unquote bad man or a bad guy. Russell Westbrook, outside of basketball, when he's not in the locker room, does a lot of amazing things in the community where he's from in Los Angeles. He's he's very outspoken in that regard. He has many interests, fashion. So I don't think anybody looks at Russell Westbrook and calls him a bad guy. He has not helped himself with the media with how he just acts and how he treats people. That is his own doing. Absolutely, Paul. Where have you been? Where have I been? I've been around anybody it's, oh, wait, well, hold on a second, Paul. It's Friday night. What you been doing before you spoke to me, Paul? Listen, I've been sipping, I've been sipping red breast, and I have a message in a bottle for you. No, oh, no, thank you, Paul. Billy is calling from Charlotte. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Oh, what's going on, JR? Listen, it's actually Billy Nate in Charlotte, but hey, I got, I got two points. The first one is, why you got to disrespect AI like that and compare him to Westbrook? Well, dis- disrespect Allen Iverson in what regard? To even put him in a comparison like the cancer that is known as Russell. I mean, AI. Ah, uh, no, whoa, no, 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 no. Well, let me explain something. Well, here's, let me clarify. Sure. I, didn't, I did not compare Allen Iverson to Russell Westbrook. That's, that's the first thing. I looked at how the two I looked at how Allen Iverson's career ended and the potential for Russell Westbrook's career to end. It has nothing to do with Allen Iverson. I can sit here and write a book and tell you how amazing he is all the way from when he came out from the beach in Virginia all the way to finishing up his career bouncing around to the Detroits and the Memphises of the world trying to fit in, being an absolutely amazing scorer and refusing to back down from what he was used to. There's a similarity there in what we currently see with Russell Westbrook. How does he fit in into the current NBA? How does he fit into a team where he's not what he was? Where, please help me find the disrespect to Allen Iverson. I just think including them both in that same sentence right now towards the end of their career, AI, I think, took it a lot more elegantly. He accepted his role. He kept oh, his mouth shut. Oh, no. 
No, you don't he, think he, so? No, he did not. He accepted his role. He accepted his role so much that he ended up on three different teams on the end. Yes, he, he, he finally, at the end, he did not say, hey, I'm going to the bench. He didn't do that. He was combative all the way through until he had no choice. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the scrutiny that, he, oh. that Westbrook's getting compared to AI. I, we, I feel like- Allen Iverson's career did not end on Twitter. It did not end on Instagram. It didn't exist in such a way that it does today. So if you want to talk about scrutiny, then that's, that's completely different. We don't live in the same media space, even though this was about a decade ago. But to say that Allen Iverson was accepting of his bench role or, or that he, he exited out so eloquently, there's a reason why. He ended up from Philly into Detroit, or excuse me, Philly into Denver, then into Detroit, then in Memphis. He did not say, hey, please, I'm willing to do it. Not at all. Yeah, I agree to disagree, but I want to close it out with this. Why am I still not a believer in Jalen Hurts and these Philadelphia Eagles, being from Philly, oh, I want we're to. not talking about the we're not talking about the Eagles right now, and it's and, and you're fine to uh, agree to disagree. I'm just telling you the facts. You can disagree with the facts all you want. That's just the reality of it. A disrespect to Allen. I, I love Allen Iverson. Ain't no disrespect. It's just the facts. He accepted a bench role and left eloquently. No, he didn't. This man was, was, was moved around. He didn't want to. Sheesh. Brett is calling from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Brett? Hey, JR. Uh, it's nice talking to you. First-time caller. Um, can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. You're live. Going ahead. Great. Um, so I want to talk about Russell Westbrook and uh, – I've been a huge, huge Russell Westbrook fan my whole life. Uh, you know, all the way from his UCLA days. Um, and I've seen him. I've seen him play up live. And I think his career is far from over. I think that if he lands with the right coach, like a Greg Popovich maybe on the Spurs, that you know that could revive his career almost kind of like Demar Derozan when he kind of left Toronto and everybody forgot about him and you know why why would why would the Spurs want him on the team and why would he want to play there to rebuild his legacy and maybe have a coach to in his ear to stop you know doing the nonsense that so he's doing why would if if I'm the San Antonio Spurs and I have tons of young players and I'm trying to develop these young players who might be future assets for me to play or future assets for me to move. If I'm the San Antonio Spurs and I'm, I'm probably looking towards the draft, why would, I want, why would I want Westbrook in the locker room? Why? For what? He's a voice and he's a leader. I mean, he's lost oh, no. over the last year. We've seen, no. we've seen it. No. Like he has been. That is a... That's well, not okay, so he with the ramp. He, he no, didn't hold no. that together. That's that's not a reason for a a young team to bring him in. When you have an older player who's accomplished, 
and he hasn't accomplished a championship, and he's highly scrutinized. That's called a distraction. There's no reason to bring him in and, and to say he is a leader. A, a, a leader of, 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 of what? There's no reason for the Spurs to say, we want to bring in Russell Westbrook. And if I'm Russell Westbrook, why do I want to babysit? Why? Because I have zero options left? I mean, to him, he does, technically. I mean, like you said, his days in the NBAs could be numbered if he doesn't take right. either a minimum and, offer. And if, or, I'm, and if I'm Russell Westbrook and I've made all the money in the world and the San Antonio Spurs, they, and, and by, I'm, I'm telling you something factual, Brett. I'm not, I'm not sharing with you something that, that would be my opinion. There would be no reason really for them to say, oh, my God, we need him on the team. He is running out of options. A championship contender wouldn't necessarily want to bring him on because he's an, he's an odd fit. If you are a rebuilding team, you're saying he's a leader. It, it's like, oh, my God, he's a distraction at that point. It, it's well, it, he, it's he's hard, a man. He's on the Lakers right now, right, man? He's a distraction on the Lakers. Obviously. He's the out of the Lakers. Well, that's... I think a change of scenery would do him well. And in the Spurs, it just might, might I don't know, because, you know, he might put up the numbers and then make, oh my might God. gain that no. respect. No, you he would take... You he can help those young players? No, he would take away shots on the basketball court from young players who the Spurs want to develop and build up their value. In the locker room, he would bring nothing. They have nothing to do with bringing him in. They got a bunch of young guys. They don't want somebody in. couldn't get, his, get him to get right like he was in OKC and he was triple-double so, every no. night. You know? What is Greg Popovich? Is he a babysitter or is he trying to win basketball games? Sure, the San Antonio Spurs are in a rebuilding situation. Greg Popovich wants to see what he has in the young players that is on his team as opposed to bringing in someone who is older, who, who might be washed up to a certain degree. There's no benefit for him in that. We know who he is. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Brett. For what? You got, you got an opportunity to put five guys on a basketball court. Five. Five. If you're the San Antonio Spurs, you put your young guys on the court. You see what they can do. Can you sink? Can you swim? Well, wow. He's swimming. Well, let's keep him. Or he's swimming. Let's trade him. Oh, wow. Us as a team, we're sinking. We get a draft pick. Why am I putting Russell Westbrook into the mix? To do what? To take away shots from guys I'm trying to evaluate? Why? Makes no sense. None. This is, this is like the end of the line here. This is my concern and worry. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not stupid enough to go, this will never work for Russell Westbrook. I don't need to make a hard line in the sand. What I will tell you is, it's starting to become very bleak. Our friend who just called from San Antonio, he's not being realistic. You can look at the standings. You can look at every team. Look at every team. You can do it yourself if you're not driving. Please, if you're driving, don't do it. Look at every NBA team. Tell me what team, what team would want to add Russell Westbrook? 
Who is it? A dumbass one. That's who it would be. I wish he could change his game around. It's a massive adjustment. This is this is how it goes. You get great players, still have talent. Talent has kind of ran its course in, in different places, and now you have to adjust. It's the JR Sport Reach Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We got a lot of people on the line with a lot of opinions. I'm going to take more of these calls when we come back. We're going to talk some NFL. Speaking of disappointments, it's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. People got strong opinions about Russell Westbrook. I want to finish up your calls here on Russ. I want to talk to you, unfortunately, about some disappointing teams in the NFL. And we're going to keep things rolling. 855-212-4CBS. Paul is calling from Boston. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. How you doing? You know, Great I heard job. that guy earlier, you know, trying to downplay Allen Iverson. And he, you know what's funny? This is well, an argument that I've gotten Paul, with a lot of people. Paul, I, I Paul, Paul yeah. slow down. Yeah, he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't trying to. He actually called up and was upset that I put Allen Iverson and Russell Westbrook in the same sentence, not understanding. I wasn't comparing them as as players, but I was looking at the end of Allen Iverson's career and saying how he went out being relegated from the uh, the superstar without a shadow of a doubt to someone who had to adjust and change his role. That was the comparison. He called me to big up Allen Iverson. So I, I want to uh, make sure that that's clear there. I think we all know. Uh, because I, because yes. I was going to say, in my opinion, Allen Iverson, in my opinion, is one of the greatest NBA, NBA players to ever play on the court during a time when he played with some of the most elite Hall of Fame NBA players during that time, the Jordans, the Robinsons, Shaq, yes. go on and on. I, and not to mention, he carried that 76ers team yes. Into that NBA Finals with who? Eric Snow? You know I, I what I think, mean? Yes, and uh, yes, yes. Eric Snow and, and Larry Hughes. Yes, I think most people would say that. So then no need no need to defend Allen Iverson. We know he was an absolutely All right. amazing player. I caught player. the end of it. I'm sorry, I caught the okay. end. I just get out of work and I always tune in. So oh, thank I you, Paul. I caught no the problem. End okay. Appreciate yeah. you, Paul. Thank you for calling from Boston. Yeah, we know he's a great player. We know that. Robert is calling from Detroit. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Robert? Hey, how you doing, Jr.? I'm a first-time caller. Love your show. Thanks. Um, you guys were talking about Russell Westbrook. Uh, I jumped in about 20 minutes ago, and I just want to say that Russell Westbrook is compared to... Um, you watching Michael Myers? What's that in the back? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Let me get out the noise. But, what, no, but was that Michael Myers? So <laughs> No, that wasn't Michael Myers. I just okay. want to call him and say uh, Westbrook is compared to uh, Carmelo Anthony. When he was sure. with James Harden, he played real good. And then when he started to walk to other teams, he uh, started downfall. No, that's that's no, that's that's reasonable. I, I think something else we need to keep in mind here. Thank you, Robert, for calling from Detroit. Russell Westbrook, over the past several seasons since leaving Oklahoma City, he had that stop in Houston with, with – 
with Harden, and then he goes to Washington, and now he's a Laker. Paul George was supposed to stick around with him out there, and then he didn't want to be there anymore. He's like, I'm going to hang out with Kawhi Leonard. Russell Westbrook is 34 years old. Well, he's about to be 34 in a couple of weeks. We've seen the best days of this guy. It's not to say that he doesn't have talent or that he can't help out with the team. But he's the one who now has to make the adjustment. The boogie down is calling from Florida. Go ahead, boogie. Hey, you're live. Hello? You're, you're live. Go ahead, please. Oh, my bad. Um, It's boogie down. I, I said and that. Right. Go ahead, please. Oh, okay, okay. How many years Russell Westbrook got on, um, got on his contract? This is it. This is the final year of his deal. He'll be a free agent after okay, this Okay, I got a, I got a trade for you. Uh, Kyle Larry and uh, Duncan Robinson since the Lakers need shooters. What 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 benefit does that do? What benefit does that do for the Heat? For an well, expiring uh, contract. What's a rest book is better than uh, Kyle Larry, correct? Oh man, is he? Yeah. <laughs> to 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 do what on an expiring deal? So he comes in. What are you going to do at the end of the season? You just going to hold on? To, you're going to re-sign Russell Westbrook to a longer term deal? Well, you can free up cap space, right? To do so, but here's the thing: if you're the Miami Heat, you're trying to compete and win a championship right now. You're not trying to dump one asset coming off of a poor season due to personal reasons to to bring in Russell Westbrook. Well, you could bring them into the uh, to the Heat culture, and maybe they could change them or something like that. Well, it's well the the Heat culture. It is. uh, Let me check. It depending on where you live. It's it's Saturday, October twenty second. The season is underway. Uh, that's that that's that's kind of tough to go through, you know. At the same time, yeah. if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers and I want to, it, it just it doesn't make sense, Boogie. It because doesn't. they say um they didn't want to trade their two uh two two thousand twenty eight twenty nine picks, so they can keep those picks. And then we'll just do a straight up trade for Duncan and Cal, and if it don't work, it don't work. You yeah, I, mean? I don't, Nobody. I don't see, I don't see the Miami Heat saying, "Let me bring in uh, Russell Westbrook," because I don't. That actually would make them worse. Uh, all things considered, if Kyle Lowry is healthy enough to play basketball, and I would hope to God that he doesn't have to deal with personal things that he did last year, uh, I, I think he's a better fit overall for the team than bringing in Westbrook who you don't know what you're going to get, especially with all of the surrounding talent. Russell Westbrook is a and has been a ball-dominant guard. He's not someone who's the best of shooters. If I'm the Miami Heat, I don't want to bring in someone who's less of a shooter than Kyle Lowry to pair him up with someone who also isn't the greatest of shooters in Jimmy Butler. It's not the best idea in the world. Greg is calling from Ontario. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Greg, you're live. Yes, uh, it's Greg from Athens, Ontario, sir. I heard I said that. You're Greg from Ontario. Go ahead. <laughs> Is this the J.R. Manor or just recording? No, this would happen to be Santa Claus. Mark is calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, um, you know, Russell, I was a, a critic 
because I didn't like him being moved around all, you know, to team after team after team, like you just uh, stated. But um, I always thought he gave his, you know, his all when he played, and he still does. His shooting, you know, obviously is off, and I think he should be, like, in the gym all day practicing his shooting because so, he's just that good of a player. He's box office when, you know, I think he's still box office. And my thing is, you is know, he? when Kobe was a he gave his endorsement about uh, Russell saying, you know, he was one of his favorite players. So that must mean something. Uh, it, it, Yeah, yeah. Well, Kobe Bryant said he he's intense. He reminds him of him in that regard. That was about six or seven years ago when Russell Westbrook was still in his in his 20s. So if I have to look at the year 2022, uh, I don't think that means a, a whole hell of a lot of anything right now. Can I ask you one question about LeBron, if, if you don't mind? Certainly. Um, when you watch LeBron play, if you look at him on the court, he's very, you know, just distant. He's not even in the action. I mean, I know he's putting up numbers sometimes, but... Yeah, his, his body language is, his body language is, he's too through. And and he's he's done that through certain parts of his career, whether it's walking off of the court or whether it's being distant. Yeah, we, we, we've seen that. I would agree with that. And one more thing. Are you a fan of Russell Westbrook? Do you think he's worth, do you think he's still good? A I'm, fan I'm of Russell Westbrook? Uh, uh, a fan? Uh, uh, to watch him play basketball, he's okay. I don't know if I'd call myself a fan. I feel that he, he's talented. Can he contribute to a team? Does he have talents? Yes. Uh, for how he's played, can he fit in on a, on many teams? I, I, I wouldn't think so anymore. He's running out of space. Why? No, because I think he still can move up and down the floor. It's not like he's – I mean, no. he's shooting crap. It's not, but it's, I mean, it's, it's not whether or not he is falling completely off the wagon. He, here's a couple of things. He plays balls to the wall. He plays one speed. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's not conducive at this stage of his career with reduced athleticism and poor decision-making. That's, that's, it's difficult to slot him in. All of his greatness is, is it can't be covered up with age. He was an MVP. He was or is the, the man who's had more triple-doubles than anybody in NBA history. Yeah, how you fit? Uh, how you fit? How you fit that in right now with a team trying to compete for a championship is very difficult. It, it just is. It's um. It's a sad situation. I hope he can. I hope he can find some place where he can do some damage. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio eight five five two one two four CBS. When we come back, we're going to talk about someone who is actually going to fit into a situation. He's a starting quarterback. For the Dallas Cowboys. It's the JR Sport Re Show, CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. So many conversations about individuals who uh, might be towards the end of the line. There's no guarantee that they have a future. That would be Russell Westbrook. Someone who we can finally put this conversation to bed. And I'm thrilled. And I'm just like, it was a farce. It was a joke the whole damn time. It was Dak Prescott. What happens when Dak Prescott is healthy enough to come back from that busted up hand, not being able to grip the football as per Jerry Jones? Are they going to keep Cooper Rush out there? 
It was only Jerry Jones about a month ago who wanted to champion the cause of, I hope I'd love to have a quarterback controversy because that means that Cooper Rush played well. Well, he did. For a backup, he did his job. Absolutely he did. He didn't throw them out of games. At the same time, he didn't throw them into winning games. And in his last outing recently against those Eagles, who happen to now be 6-0, and Cooper rushed through three interceptions. And so perfect timing for Dak Prescott to return and ride in on a, the high horse. Let everybody know that he's the boss as they get ready to take on a team that is uh, just ripe for the picking. That happens to be the Detroit Lions. Great situation to come back to if you are the 4-2 and two Dallas Cowboys taking on Detroit, unless Detroit decides to send out all the offense, the Cowboys should be in a good position to go 5-2. and two. And so, Dak, after weeks of the nonsense, Cooper Rush should start. If they're winning, then Cooper Rush should keep the job. And no need to bring in Dak. No need to do that. Dak put that all to bed when he spoke to the media. Listen to this confirmation of him starting against Detroit. I'm thankful that I'm healthy. That's all That's all I care about and think about. And now it's just about go play, playing the game that I love. Yeah, just to be clear, you are starting Sunday. I am. And how? <laughs> I think anyway, so. <laughs> how, do you wish the game was tomorrow? Or do you need these days to get ready? I mean, I, I'm fine. I, I think the number counted things you watched practice or had that film, you would say that, yeah, I could play today, I could play tomorrow. But obviously there's still preparation to be done. Um, yeah, we've got, this is just Thursday. We've got Friday, Saturday to make sure that we're exactly where we need to be. Okay. And he's going to be out there. And good for him. I mean, outside of having his, his ankle snapped and then having to deal with even some of the lingering after effects with his ankle Achilles last year. I remember that game against the New England Patriots. Dak Prescott has been healthy, relatively speaking, over the the start of his career. Going out there for about four consecutive years and starting every single game. In the past couple of seasons, he's been snake bit. Like who's to say he comes out of the gate or he came out of the gate earlier this year and it's just like, hey, I got a broken thumb. Now you got to send in Cooper Rush. And so the Dallas Cowboys, they still have some life. They still have some opportunity I guess to be semi-relevant, but it's hard to be totally relevant for the, the right reasons when Jerry Jones opens up his mouth at every single opportunity. This is his weekly hit on 105.3, the fan down in Dallas. Jerry Jones goes on the radio, says whatever the hell is on his mind. And recently, it was about the owners' meetings. And Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft seem to have an issue over how much money Roger Goodell would be paid, how he earns that money. Is it via bonus? Is it via salary? And everyone thinks that Roger Goodell can make all the cash in the world. It's been reported that he made $130 over a two-year period. Let you know how much money the owners are making when the commissioner can also go out there and make more money than a player. Interesting, right? Well, Jerry Jones, not a fan of the financial structure. He was beefing with Kraft. These guys, uh, 
got a little bit of argument going, and Jerry Jones, he found out and understands that if he says something, it will be repeated. Take a listen to Jerry. First of all, uh, uh, I've just gotten used to the fact that uh, uh, when you're saying something, uh, it's highly likely that it could be uh, being recorded or it could be uh, uh, being heard and will be repeated. And that's in various things. And uh, uh, I've just gotten used to that. So consequently, uh, I really don't say things that uh, it's almost like every time I talk, it's like talking to you guys over the area. What, did Jerry Jones get an iPhone for the first time? He's just now finding out how technology works? Hey, Jack, do you think Jerry has an iPhone? I feel like Jerry Jones is more of a flip-flown guy. Flip-flown. Like older dude. So, Yeah, you remember, you remember back in the day when your parents had the Razor phone and you thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and then they had that slide phone that had the full keyboard? I think it was called like the Envy or something like that. I feel parents, like Jerry Jones it, is a super old-school type of guy who has the most boring phone possible. Parents, hey, watch it now, man. It's... Uh... Those razor phones were, were out when I was little, man. It's uh, Be careful now. He might have a flip phone, but let's be real. Jerry Jones probably had a probably had one of the first cellular phones in his, uh, his limousine. And so he's just now finding out that, you know, well, if I say something, it'll, it'll uh, get out there in the public. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jerry Jones, it will. A matter of fact, he said he wasn't surprised. His argument with Robert Kraft was leaked. Take a listen here. It's not surprising to me that it's out and would get out. And certainly uh, uh, when you are in those situations, you express yourself uh, uh, with people you know and people are around a lot, and you express yourself in different ways. And uh, uh, I would say that uh, in this particular case, it's uh, probably accurate that uh, I did uh, uh, express myself and in probably a way that's not in good taste. He expressed himself in a way that's not in good taste. He basically told Robert Kraft when it came down to, uh, hey, let's pay Roger Goodell. Everybody in favor? I. Everybody not in favor? Jerry Jones was the only dude to say no. He wanted to make sure that there were incentives from all reports He wanted to make sure that this was more incentive-based as opposed to let's just give him the money. Well, it was reported that Jerry Jones ultimately told Robert Kraft, don't blank with me. Don't meth, don't, well, don't blank with me. This sounds like, I know they said uh, punches happen all the time and NBA practices and locker rooms. Draymond Green hitting pool happens all the time. I will imagine that uh, billionaires getting in a room, arguing over whether or not a guy making $130 million is is enough. I, I would think that happens more often than we would ever imagine or think about as well. So let's just all chill. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get ready to take a break. And what I'm not going to do is argue like a billionaire because I'm not. I'm not going to jack up shots or tell you that I'm awesome even though I suck like Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to go out. And I don't know what what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be 
not going to be like San Diego. They took an L to the Phillies tonight. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take a look at some of the games this upcoming NFL Sunday, and I'm going to let you know some of the teams that have ultimately been massive disappointments. I think we've seen enough NFL football. I think we've had enough weeks of action at this point where you could just go, oh, yeah, they they suck for real. This is not an accident. I'm going to tell you some of the worst teams that I expected to do better right on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. 